everybody, welcome to One Drink, the podcast where we talk about one topic for one drink. I'm Oliver. I'm Matthew. And today on our history show, we are featuring March 15th to March 21st. And also, new for our history show, we are also each featuring one story on a Medal of Honor recipient. I, I love these stories. I, you know, we just started doing these. You know, we did the full length show on the Medal of Honor, and then you know we did a history one last week with it, and we're just gonna keep rolling until we run out of names. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like we're gonna run out of shows before we run out of names, but this because there's 3,500 of them to go over. It's true. But you know, again, like we said last last couple weeks, man, these stories got to be heard. Yeah. And so we're bringing them to you one at a time. And when you know, if eventually we'll read them mm-hmm. with movie theater type you know you know that guy that just oh yeah in a world he's so good yeah i i wish we could have him oh my god like just tra- you know. narrate our show <laughs> just those just, just a trailer <laughs> for our show for every show in a world where two guys <laughs> talk about history facts <laughs> There's gotta oh be. Oh my god! There's gotta be a way. We uh, just gotta find somebody that sounds like him. It's common. It's good. Uh, well, I, I wonder if we tried it and like uh, audio mixed yeah, it yeah, yeah. to like. Yeah. That that is what is gonna happen. Cause I got all that. I got all that equipment on my sound mixer. Okay. So all I need is a. I just need a. I just need a sample. Yeah. An intro. You just send it to me and. Done. I'll just send you the clip. <laughs> I'll just send you the clip. I'm gonna try it tonight. Uh, I'm gonna try it tonight. Okay, so, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I wish he could read our stories, our Medal of Honor stories. No, you know what would be the best mm-hmm. if we get Morgan Freeman. We- yes, dude. <laughs> we get that guy to do our intros, and then Morgan Freeman read the stuff too. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, oh, if you are watching, God. please hit us up, man. That would be <sighs> phenomenal. Man. We know at that point that we have made it. Those stories would be so... Oh, my God. They're amazing, but they would be more amazing. Yeah. Oh, with those two. In so a world where Morgan Freeman <laughs> reads a podcast. <laughs> you got that shit down. Damn. <clears throat> I'm going to edit that. I'm going to get, like, a clip of him saying it. I'm going to say the same lines, mm-hmm. and then I'll just tweak it on my... going to practice. Yeah, I'm just going to practice. You're going to be like, I got a new Because I can change the reverb and, like, all that crap on my audio mixer, dude. I'm going to mess with that. Uh, 100%. You're, you're like, I'm moving to Hollywood. I just... Right. I applied for this job to do commercials yeah. for... Uh... I'm the new in-a-world guy. <laughs> so what do you do for a living? I'm the new in-a-world guy. Oh, okay. oh, man. But we also have our wonderful history facts. Yep. That are never dull. Never. Just like this one, March 15th, 1729, the first nun. Now, I don't know if this is actually like the the first first nun because religion's been around for ever. <laughs> Forever. Ever. So Sister Hatcher became the first Catholic nun ordained in America. Oh, okay, in America. So first American nun. Got it. <clears throat> Takes her vows in New Orleans. New Orleans. Nolens. 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 Yep. You ever been in New Orleans? No. Oh, my God. Have you? It's 
best city in the world. Is it? It's the best city I've personally ever been to. Never been to, dude. I haven't traveled a lot. Me neither. So I plan on the second half of my life. Mm -hmm. Second least, act. <laughs> at least. Well, you better get cracking, bro. <laughs> I know. Because you're half. <laughs> like first half's over. So yeah. So I'm gonna slowly travel a little bit more. Yeah. So I, I would love to travel. Yeah. More. That's also going to be part of my second act. Mm -hmm. Is to Have just to. travel. You know, I uh, I've been all up and down the entire East Coast from <clears throat> the top to the bottom. A mm -hmm. um, little bit out west. Been to Vegas, Cali, but uh, Nolans, man. I'm gonna have to try it, bro. I, I mean, I wish I would have went there when I was younger. Make it market. doesn't matter. No, nope, doesn't matter. Make it the first stop. Yeah, do that one first. I'm coming too. We'll do a show from Bourbon Street. Oh, I would love that. I think what I want to do eventually is, is, it might even be soon, is my friends live in Florida. Okay. I have friends that live in the Carolinas. Mm -hmm. I have friends that live in um, PA. Yeah. So I think I might just take a month off, yeah. if possible. And see all your friends? Up and down. Do a loop? Yeah. Just do a big loop. Screw it. Yep. So right. yeah, first none. 1729. In New Orleans. I like it. So I'm going to go back, back with my first one. I mean, back. Oh, yeah? Back, back. Oh. Back, back. A lot of B's there. Back, back, back. March 15th, 44 BC. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> back, back. Before back, back. <laughs> right. Uh, Julius Caesar was assassinated uh, in the Senate chamber in Rome by Brutus and fellow conspirators. Wow. Um, after first trying to defend himself against the murderous onslaught, Caesar saw Brutus, who was like, you know, that was like his boy. Yeah. You know, that's like, you know, you feed me the alligators, <laughs> which won't work. Um, uh, Caesar saw Brutus with a knife and asks and asked A2 Brute, which means you too, Brutus. Mm. Uh, Caesar then gave up the struggle and was stabbed to death. Yep. So I took Latin when I was in junior high. Mm -hmm. All about that stuff. Yep. A2 Brute is still a phrase used on, or it was used on coins. Really? Back in the day after Caesar died. Hmm. They put A2 Brute on like some ancient coins or something like that. How cool would it be to have one of those? Oh, yeah. Be, you know what would be even cooler? <clears throat> would be sell one of those. Because <laughs> oh. I don't care about having the coin. Easy. Whatsoever. Easy over... One of those coins, I could only imagine easy over a million. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Could be. Wow. Could be. But all those stories, um, it, when I took Latin and even reading them now, all those stories are back in the day, those Roman days. Everything is just, dude, it's that's crazy. That's when people were like real live, like badasses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was no funny business around. It was just, I'm a badass yeah. and. This is not, what's happening. Right. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> the end. Okay. So we're going to go March 17th, 1845. The patent for the rubber band. Rubber band man. The old rubber band man. If we didn't have to worry about DCMA, uh, oh. whatever, we'd be playing rubber band man. We would be jamming right out now. to it right now. Which we did. Pretty sure. <laughs> it was awesome. Stephen Perry was a 19th century British inventor and businessman. His corporation was the Messrs. Perry and Corporation Rubber Manufacturer in London. 
So we worked in a rubber manufacturer first. What a mouthful of a business name, though. Yeah, it's kind of long. Holy moly, I'm glad they just called it a rubber band, not, you know, Mesa Streka (laughs) Band. Rubber, (laughs) you know, boy. So he, uh, which made um, his vulcanized product from vulcanized rubber. So he made the first rubber band out of vulcanized, whatever that is. That that sounds like volcano to me. It's so it might be, be made like hot rubber from. I have no idea. Yeah, me. I have no idea. I like how we just tried to. <laughs> we were like, come on, one of us we got to do it. Vulcanized. It's got to be. I, it's got to be something that's made from like rocks that came from volcanoes, or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna look that up later. He received a patent for the rubber band. Do you still do you use rubber bands? Every single day. Yeah. I use them I occasionally. Work in the business. I used to work in the I used to use <laughs> rubber bands every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sad. <clears throat> it is sad, because that place was great. But yeah, no, all the time. I have a stack of them at my house. Mm-hmm. It's just in case. Small ones, medium ones. <laughs> Man, we are getting notifications <laughs> like crazy right now. We're popular! Right. <laughs> like the guy at the fucking wedding's phone goes off. <laughs> right. It's terrible. So, yeah, I mean, I do use rubber bands here and there. I use them at work um, when we ship stuff out, you know. But, yeah. But, yeah, they're still, um, they're still around. They're still a fantastic invention. Yep. And one that I'm glad is around. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take us to March 20th, 1995. Mm-hmm. So, not that long ago. However, I don't remember this. Let's see. I mean, I, I was, I mean, I was five, eight years old. So, or going on eight, but I definitely don't remember this. Let's see if I do. A nerve gas attack occurred on the Tokyo subway system during rush hour, resulting in 12 people killed and 5,000 injured. Hmm. Uh, Japanese authorities later arrest the leader and members of a Japanese Japanese religious cult suspected in the attack. Hmm. I, d- I don't remember hearing about I mean, granted, I was eight years old, but... Yeah, I don't remember that either. I don't remember hearing about that. Now, I do remember something... Maybe it was Korea... That had the the sniffing stuff that if you I don't I don't, I don't know. know I don't remember cocaine I don't think it was cocaine it could have been <laughs> but you didn't give me much to go on there you said the sniffing <laughs> I stuff. know but it's like a it's like a air airborne not airborne but it's like a poison in the air like when you sniff it like I don't know cocaine it could be that's what a good stuff comes from. <laughs> No, I don't. Uh, that sounds familiar, though. Yeah, it was not like, the cocaine part. Yeah. <laughs> just the Korean part. Sounds familiar. I swear, they joke uh, about cocaine a lot on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the first season? <laughs> Mad Summer. This show was really a way to get uh, him past. But I'm just. I'm literally just kidding. Uh, yeah. I'm literally just kidding. <clears throat> but yeah, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. That's crazy. I mean, 12 killed, 5,000 injured. Nerve gas. Don't they say that like that? Oh, that's, that's, eventually that's the next. Oh, yeah. That biological warfare, chemical warfare, man. That's, yeah. That and would, it's already here. Like, we have them. They yeah. have them. We have them. That would, I mean, that would suck. Yeah. Just to be like, you know, you yeah. wake up, you step outside, you're like, you know how like, ah, uh, oh, <laughs> Right. Uh, uh, I should have stayed it just about to enjoy your day. Right. Uh. All right. So March eighteenth, eighteen eighteen, the first pension for government service. 
So you know how the government gets pensions? No. Yep. State people get pensions. Yep. Everybody gets pensions. But me. Right. I don't get a pension. I don't either. I don't even have a job. I don't even get a paycheck. <laughs> so, you know. A new principle for veterans benefits, providing pensions on the basis of needs, was introduced into the 1818 Service Pension Law. The law provided that every person who had served in the war for independence and was in need of assistance would receive a fixed pension for life. Nice. The rate was $20 a month for officers and $8 a month for enlisted men. Don't spend that all, all in one bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Eight dollars. Yeah. This was in 1818. Wow. So a lot of eights going on here. March 18th, 1818. Eight dollars. Yeah. Like they couldn't have picked a new number. Golly. <laughs> so yeah. Um, That's yeah, crazy. My pensions are. I mean, I got a 401k, but I mean, that's yeah, not a pension though. That is. That's your money. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just saying. So. You, you can get it at sixty two, so just for just for shits and giggles, say I got five hundred thousand dollars in there. Oh, I'm rich, right? Nope. Oh my god. Oh my god! I, I had, had to live a, for another thirty years. I had a heart attack. Yeah. I'm in the hospital for a week. There goes my five hundred thousand. Right. At least a hundred. <laughs> Easy. Gone. See ya. Gone. So, yeah. But then imagine, like, you know, you think, like, oh, you know, I'm 62, I'll probably live for another 10, 15, I'm going to enjoy this 500K. Imagine if you live till you're 98. Right. Broke as shit by 80. Son of a fuck, I was supposed to die three years ago. Yeah. God damn it. God damn it. He's being one of those angry, broke old men. Oh, yeah. We'll just be sitting on rocking chairs, broke as shit. Grumpy old man. And the thing is. With with this 50 year old camera and lights. Oh, yeah. And when I'm at the golf course, I. When I golf. I'm I'm with senior citizens most mm-hmm. of the time, and when they talk about grumpy old men, it is a real thing, dude. At the golf course, are the grumpiest of grumpy old men, and you know you're there to enjoy. Yeah, no, they're not. Well, this guy's taking forever. Well, what the heck? You're not supposed to do this. Maybe they're just impatient because they're trying to go spend their 500k before they die. I mean, don't go golfing. Right. Because it takes four hours. Right. You get killed by a golf ball, too. You get killed by a golf ball. Right. So you get irritated and dead. (laughs) Awesome. I'm never going golfing. That's why don't people say, where would you golf? Oh, man. Because it's life-threatening and irritating all at the same time. (laughs) It could be. All right. So let's move on to our Medal of Honor stories. Medal of Honor stories. All right. So for me today... Um, I am going with Private First Class Louis Albanese. I like it. U.S. Army, and this was from Vietnam. Mm. Uh, so Private First Class Albanese's platoon, while advancing through densely covered terrain to establish a blocking position, received intense automatic weapons fire from close range. Um, so, you know, there, and oh, yeah. that was, I mean, Vietnam was, you know, jungle, yeah, guerrilla <clears throat> warfare. Like, it wasn't like a normal... So, you know, I mean, just, just you're going through jungles that you've never been in before. And you don't have a... You can't see anything. You don't no. know where people are. So this is what these guys were doing. So, as other members maneuvered uh, to flank the enemy position from the right, Albanese was ordered to provide security from the left flank of the platoon. Mm. Suddenly, uh, the left flank received fire from enemies located in a well-concealed ditch. So not only are they in a friggin' jungle, mm-hmm. a densely covered... Terrain, right? You know, now there's a ditch, mm. and there's and it's secure, and there's enemies yeah. stuffed in there. Ugh. Um, 
Okay, so, uh, realizing the imminent danger to his comrades from the fire, um, Private First Class Albanese fixed his bayonet, which is just a knife on the end of a gun. That's it. It's not like it's a fancy, sweet weapon. It's just a knife on the tip of your gun. Fixed his bayonet and moved aggressively into the ditch. His actions silenced the sniper fire, embedding, uh, enabling the platoon to remove... uh, Oh my god. Enabling the platoon to resume movement towards the enemy, towards the main enemy position. As the platoon continued to advance, the sound of heavy firing emitted from the left flank uh, from a pitched battle that ensued in the ditch. Private First Class Albanese entered the ditch. Wow. So so he goes running up the left side by himself because everybody's going right. He goes left, makes it, gets into the ditch... With a gun and a, with a little stabby piece on the end of it, essentially. And he starts going after all these dudes. Wow. So, the ditch was actually a well... When he got there, he realized that the ditch was actually a well-organized complex of enemy defenses designed to bring devastating flanking fire on the forces attacking the main position. Which is where his boys were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Um... Private First Class Albanese disregarded the danger to himself, advanced a hundred meters wow. along this trench that's over a football field. Oh, yeah. Along this trench uh, and so killed crazy. six of the snipers uh, who were armed with, who were also armed with automatic weapons. Having exhausted his ammunition, Albanese was mortally wounded when he engaged and killed two more enemy soldiers in wow. fierce hand-to-hand combat. Uh, his unparalleled actions saved the lives of many members of his platoon who otherwise would have fallen to sniper fire, sniper fire from the ditch and enabled his platoon to successfully advance against the enemy force of overwhelming numerical superiority. Yeah. And the thing is, is he took out snipers. Eight, eight of them. Which is in that atmosphere. Yeah. Those are just, you know. Oh, yeah. It's easy pickings. And they're you know well I mean? positioned. This place was specifically built <clears throat> to stop exactly where his troops were. Yeah. Literally exactly designed yeah. to stop what was happening. And he took out eight of them. By himself. Whew. Over a hundred meter distance. Yeah. Can you imagine? You're in a hundred meter distance, right? In a trench. In a jungle. By yourself. And there are eight snipers. Right. And you march down there and get all of them. Yeah. That's badass. That's badass, dude. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. So we're going to go to Rodney Yano. Yano. Vietnam War, U.S. Army First Sergeant. All right. Yano was performing the duties of crew chief aboard the troops' command and control helicopter during actions against enemy forces. Entrenched in dense jungle again. Yep, jungles, jungles, helicopters. Crazy. We've heard these stories already. Yep. From an uh, from an exposed position in the face of uh, small arms and anti craft fire, he delivers suppressive fire upon the enemy forces and marks their positions with smoke and white phosphorus grenades, thus enabling his troops' commanders to direct accurate, effective artillery fire against his hostile emplacements. So he's up there, he's dropping it, so when the smoke Yeah, he's up, dropping smoke, he's dropping phosphorus. So people know yep, right here they are, here they are. Yeah. A grenade exploding prematurely covered him with burning phosphorus and left him severely wounded. Flaming fragments within the helicopter caused supplies and ammunition to detonate. Dense white smoke filled the aircraft, obscuring the pilot's vision and causing him to lose control. 
Holy moly. So he's throwing these grenades out of this <clears throat> helicopter mm-hmm. for his boys. Yep. And one goes off too soon. Yep. And essentially starts him. blowing the helicopter yeah. up around him. All the ammunition in there was... Holy moly. Although having the use of only one arm and being partially blinded by the initial explosion, Yano completely disregarded his welfare and began hurling blazing ammunition from the helicopter. In so doing, he inflicted additional wounds upon himself, yet he persisted until the danger was past. Yano's indomitable courage and profound concern for his comrades adverse loss of his life and additional injury to the rest of the crew. By his conspicuous gallantry at the cost of his life in the highest traditions of the military service, Yano has reflected great credit on himself, his unit, and the U.S. Army. Damn, so he ended up dying yes. from his wounds. So all that stuff was going off inside the helicopter. Yeah. And he's still... Yeah, so the um, all the ammunition was going off, going off. So right. he took all the ammunition pretty much, threw it out, and instead of it exploding and killing all his comrades... Right. But he was still laying down suppressive fire for the people that were on the ground. Yeah. While being half burned and blind and... Yep. Getting hit by whatever so was exploding one, behind him. Yep. Once again, I mean, it's just he sacrificed his life for his fellow troops. Man. Wicked. Yeah. It's crazy. All, all, while in a helicopter. While in a helicopter. In a helicopter. While in a helicopter. With all this ammunition right. being... Well, and it's, it's not... You know, like, there's, like, a whole lot of, like, safety stuff, like, nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're talking... I mean, this was Vietnam. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like, we're... This was... So as soon as... You're just hanging out. You're, 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 safe yeah so he was just like fuck it right and i'm just gonna yeah that's crazy so yes the medal of honor recipients it's crazy well de- well deserved these guys were just i can't even yeah i love the stories yep and that's why we're going over these every single week yes we are. don't forget guys you can check out all of these shows including <clears throat> our new uh medal of honor stories every single monday mm-hmm. you can check out our live full-length shows on Wednesdays. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, yep. and all major platforms for podcasts. Including iHeart, Spotify, Spotify, Apple, Google. Google. We're everywhere. And I also, if anyone knows of a Medal of Honor recipient, yeah, you know, got personally, family, if you know one personally, yeah, please let us know. Comment below and yeah. even or come on the show and you know, I'd love to hear those stories in person. Yeah, would love to hear those stories in person. That'd be amazing. Yep. But anyways, guys, until next time. See you. Cheers. God. Ammo exploding around you in a fucking helicopter, and you're still fucking doing your thing, dude. Just beasting it up. Ugh. Well, that dude just went right into. You know, he's running down the trench. In a jungle. In the middle of a jungle by himself. Runs into a trench. And I kind of forgot, like, you know, without the technology they had, so they had to drop those things just so people could see. You know, the technology today, you can kind of, like, you could see them, you know, through Mm -hmm. radar and all that other crazy shit. Yeah. 